Happy New Year. January 1st. Happy New Year. Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. In this segment, we've got expert advisor John Birchfield with Capital City Home Loans. And we're going to discuss basically the mortgage rate outlook for 2024. What's going to happen? Going to review some changes in conforming loan limits. The government will now insure insure larger loans than they would before. And we're going to just close out the conversation with how you can put yourself in a good situation to be able to move down in rate when that opportunity arises. Don't forget, if you want to connect with us, it's easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com. You can ask questions, make comments. You can push back or challenge things we say. You can share ideas with us. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. But without further ado, welcome, Mr. Birchfield. Hey, Cleve. Thanks for having me. Buddy, it's almost time for a happy and safe new year. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Good. If you're, if you're anything like me, the older I get, the less likely I am to cause any problems or get in trouble. <laughs> on New Year's. Like you can't get in too much trouble when you have a nice dinner at home and you're in bed by 930. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen midnight in quite a few years, so I don't think something's going to change this year. Too. Well, maybe I'll try to stay up. Maybe I'll stay up for New Year's this year and I'll tell you about it the next day and then you stay up for New Year's next year and then you tell me about what happens right at New Year's. Fair oh, enough? Exactly. Is that a Fair good enough. deal? We'll take it. I hey, listen, that. so we've got a lot of stuff that I want to cover in in this segment. Uh, by the way, for those who, who have not heard John before, John is my preferred mortgage provider. He is the only person I go to uh, when I need money uh, to buy or sell real estate. I don't go to him for personal loans, although I guess I, I could. I don't know that that's his expertise. He's with Capital City Home Loans. He's been a lender forever and ever, and he really does have the heart of the teacher. So, John, heart of a teacher. John, tell tell the listeners, if you will, how they can reach you. Um, if they uh, if they need to talk to you either during this segment or or excuse me right after this segment yeah six seven eight two two six seven eight eight seven will reach my office directly if I can't answer for whatever reason somebody uh, will so uh, and if you if you don't get somebody leave a voice message we're going to be notified of that and then return your call very very quickly six seven eight two two six seven eight eight seven or you they can go to go gaddis radio and say hey hook me up with john and we will make sure you get directly in touch with uh, john birchfield hey so they the f- uh the government increases their loan limits conforming loan limits or conventional loan limits and fha loan limits talk mm-hmm. to us about that uh how how did they change yeah it was a big step up uh, they moved conforming loan limits, those loans that are securitized by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, those big government-sponsored entities, all the way up to $766,550. And now, that, digits in that that's the average. There are some areas that have a higher conforming loan limit, like if you were in parts of New York, Long Island, for that's example, right. maybe the that's loan right. limits are even higher. High-cost areas. Right. So you certainly see that in like Manhattan. Uh, Hawaii, San Francisco, San, yep, San Francisco, Francisco. Uh, yep, exactly. And Los in Angeles. Georgia, yep. In, in our neck of the woods, the Lake Oconee area. You know is what? A high that just started happening in the last few years. So, mm-hmm. is that the only high cost area in Georgia? As of right now, that's the only high cost area in Georgia. So interesting. And so, conforming loan limits, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, seven. What'd you say? Seven sixty six five fifty. Seven sixty six five fifty. And before, if you had a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, you were a jumbo loan. You weren't in anything right. where you could get the best rate and the longest fixed rates. How about FHA? 
FHA is still determined by geographic region or what they consider metropolitan statistical area. Yep. But it is always a percentage off of that conforming loan limit. Okay. So and like in the Atlanta metro area, uh, what I have here, uh, 498,257 okay. uh, is what it came into, uh, which is a step up as well. So we've had some significant improvements there, which just provides more liquidity to the market. We're able to finance more people and uh, at a lower cost. Well, and uh, I was looking at the uh, average sales price in Atlanta, and you take condos and townhomes and mix them all together. The average sales price is less than the number you just gave uh, in mm -hmm. Metro Atlanta. So it should mean that an FHA loan is doable on many, many, at least half of the homes that sell in Metro Atlanta every year, which is pretty exciting. That's right, because... Uh, that in as, as sellers, if they go to sell those homes, having more qualified buyers that can purchase them is going to just keep those those pressures on those uh, on the sales prices being there. You know, I hadn't thought about that. How in, having increases in those limits actually benefits a seller and a a buyer. Uh, mm -hmm. Home prices in Metro Atlanta are up about three percent this year, which is really amazing considering how many fewer homes have actually sold. And I expect uh, home sales to increase in 2024. And I also ex expect prices, especially as mortgage rates come down just a little bit, I expect prices to continue to accelerate, certainly not where they were a couple of years ago, but to continue to accelerate. And so now that we've gotten into the subject of interest rates, what's the outlook for interest rates? Everybody wants you to re look into mm -hmm. your crystal ball and tell them exactly what's going to happen with rates. I know you can't do that next year, but give us some thoughts on uh, mortgage rates in 2024. They're going to be better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no yeah. doubt about it. That the, the, the question is, is how much better and when. You know, we've already seen significant improvement with interest rates dropping over a full percentage point from their highs in October just in the last six weeks. Yep. And so, for those who might not know what that means, it means just under eight to just under seven. But I mean, you mm -hmm. can be solidly under seven uh, in today's market. And I, and I like to quote some of the rates because John has to be careful as he quotes rates on the radio. So I just quote him for him. <laughs> yes. Am I, am I pretty close on all my numbers? You're pretty close. In fact, we've seen some improvement just in the last 48 hours. It would bring it down closer to the mid sixes uh, for most folks. So it's even, you know, well over a full point better now. And I would not be surprised if in the, over the next, you know, 60 to 90 days, we start seeing uh, maybe some things with a five in it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's this this improvement has been. Um, uh, it came a little sooner than we expected, I think, and it's been more dramatic than we expected. So that's a, that's a real positive sign. Well, and you know, you hate to, to talk about something that is such a sad situation, like what's going on in, in, in Israel and the Gaza Strip, but that uncertainty in the world helps drive down mortgage rates. So the Federal Reserve can certainly change mortgage rate mortgage rates and I believe that that's going to happen, not mortgage rates but 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 basically short-term loan rates from banks to bank. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that will happen, but when you have uncertainty around the world, it pushes more people to invest in US treasuries which ultimately brings the rate down. I have a question and you are probably not prepared uh, to answer this question, but I would love it if maybe by the next time you come on, if you could answer it. But one of the problems with mortgage rates were that the yield on the 10-year treasury was higher, but there also was an additional, let's just call it percent and a half premium over a normal spread. 
are you noticing that premium kind of dropping? And premium is not the right word because it's not an official premium. But but you know, let's just say the spread was normally a point and a half, and now it was three points. Um, yeah. And are you noticing yeah. that uh, closing that gap closing a little bit? Stump the chump. Stump yeah. the chump. No, not yet. Okay. Not. Yet. But we are looking forward to the day that 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 spread does get back to normal levels. And I think what you're referring to is, is historically, we expect mortgage rates to be around a half to three quarters of a percent within the 10-year treasury. And that premium, as you called it, and I think that's an okay word, okay. is there because mortgages have risk associated with them. Yep. Treasuries, at least we hope, yes. don't have risk. It's a guaranteed investment. Well, they don't so have risk is why that extra premium is there. Yeah, the treasuries don't have uh, risk because the the issuer of the treasuries can just print more money and send, more send money, you some, right? which, by the way, has to yeah. stop at some point. So yeah. that is that is, that is is so interesting. I would have thought that the spread between a 30-year mortgage rate and the yield on a treasury bond was a little bit higher than what you're saying. You're saying it's just a little under uh, 1%, but for a while, it was a solid 3% spread between the yield on a 10-year treasury bond and the mortgage rates, and I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm generalizing just a little bit, but that's good. And it's still there today. Which it's still means three percent today. Which means as rates improve and people get more confidence in the economy, you will probably see lenders start to compete with each other, bringing down some of the rates, and you'll see investors who will be willing to accept them. So, how does a, if you don't mind me asking, how does a, the Federal Reserve cutting rates? How does it actually affect mortgage rates? Well, the, the easiest way to think about it is, is that when the Federal Reserve is cutting rates, that's where banks borrow money from. So if a bank is able to borrow money at a less expensive rate, it can then turn around and loan that money back out at a lower interest rate. So it filters through the entire economy, all the way from mortgages, credit cards, auto loans, et cetera. Everybody's going to pay a little bit less. Exactly. But it doesn't necessarily directly affect mortgage rates because the Fed could drop rates and mortgage rates could go up based on some uncertainty or, or, or certainty around the world. So they can go in different directions. But in this case, Federal Reserve increases have tended to influence uh, mortgage rates kind of tit for tat, if you will. And my guess is, is as they come down, the same thing might happen. You agree with that? At least in the short term, uh, there will be there will be a kind of a law of diminishing returns where the Fed is still cutting rates yep. to stimulate the economic growth, and mortgages will get to a point where the 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 demand for those mortgage-backed securities might stall out, and that'll that'll kind of put a, a floor on how low rates might be able to go yeah. uh, at some point. Like I don't ever expect to see rates down as low as we saw them for a while, you know, 3%, three and a quarter. I just don't expect to see that. But the reality is, is if you get a market where the average mortgage rate is, you know, in the fives or high fours or low sixes, I mean, historically, that is a good rate. I think I've talked about this before on the show, but the uh, interest rate on my first home that I bought was 7875 uh, and you were proud and to have it. I, no, I was actually amazed that anybody would loan me money, yeah. period. I thought, good thing these people have never met me because they probably would not have given me uh, any money at the time. I was 23 years old. I didn't have much. You know how you don't have a whole lot of responsibility. So interest rates, even in the sixes and fives, are historically really, really pretty good. Hey, John, will you For do sure. me a favor? Will you stick with me 
in the next segment because I've got one more question that I wanted to answer in this segment. I didn't get to it. Will you stick with me one more segment? I'd love to. Awesome. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you need to do in terms of burning firewood. We're going to talk about a FICO 9 score, everything you need to know about it. So stick with us. We'll be back.